listen, it's implied that you've slept around with quite a few designers. Well, darling, as I always say, like Judge Judy. Yes. They don't keep me up for my looks, they keep me up for my knowledge. So early in my career, back over in Paris, one of my bosses came to mm -hmm. the office one day, and there was a bit rumblings. You know, I was for Saint Laurent, Carl Lagerfeld, Givenchy, Claude Montana, and Jean Pocotier. And the man said, oh, the rumors are you slept with every designer in Paris. You're in and out of every designer bed. I have not been in any designer's bed except as a guest in a guest room. And the doors are closed, OK? <laughs> I have never slept with a designer, male, female, four-legged, three-legged. It sounds like he was jealous of you. No, he wanted to intimidate me. He wanted to intimidate me, make me feel small. Mm. That was racist. Mm. He wanted to make me feel small. He wanted me to belittle my success mm. because people loved me in Paris. Mm. People, oh, Paris is a place to go. If you're in fashion, oh, Paris gives it up to you. It's a gift to people in fashion. So he wanted to make me feel a little small. Uh -huh. And I did, and I bottleized it. And then another girl, a French girl, mm -hmm. an heiress, she was the publicity director for Rive Gauche, Yves Saint Laurent back in the day. Yes, of and course. And she called me Queen Kong. Queen Kong. Queen Kong, not King Kong, Queen. And I kept saying, how racist can you be? I was young and skinny. How? And then her best friend, who was my best friend, who was Paul Picasso, the heiress, told me. And I bottled that up for years and years, and I revealed that on the documentary. You see a very touching scene where I talk about it in the doc. I had never articulated that thought until one day I was at the archives in Vogue, and I decided to talk about it. Talk about it. Hey, what's up, Hunga family? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Hunga Podcast, a Philly-based culture and society podcast from a Black-ass, queer-ass perspective. And I'm your host and producer, Eric Cole, better known as Tennis Bay. If you're not already following this podcast on your favorite social media platform, be sure to do that by searching at HungaPod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. And you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. I appreciate the support of the Hunga Pod merch store. So many of y'all have gotten your Relax Your Shoulders pullover hoodie. The pink ones are really popular. I just appreciate it. And seeing you wearing it, taking the pictures and tagging the show on social media it's all up, and I really appreciate it. And that is how you can support this platform. Just go to my Instagram account, the SoundCloud account, anywhere you can find it at HungUpPod. And when you click on that bio link, within that link, you'll find a link to the Hung Up Pod merch store, where you can go ahead and make your purchase right there in your phone. All revenues from the Hung Up Pod merch goes toward keeping this platform alive and thriving and moving forward, because y'all know it's just me. Hmm. So it is nice to be back with you all. Had to take a little hiatus. I was trying to think of a, a way to ease into it, and it, there really is no way to ease into it. My father passed on January 1st. And it was unexpected. And it's just crazy because I'm recording this today is January 31st. And I just, the last 31 days have just been, it's been tough, y'all. It's been tough dealing with family, dealing with an unexpected death of someone that you love so much and you spend so much time with. It's definitely been hard living this new reality that I can't call him anymore. I can't see him anymore. That all that's really left of him are the memories that I have and, and photos. That's been the hardest part. Memories and photos. It's like, what? You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I'm sure people out there can 
can relate. So I took some needed time off to honor him, spend time with the family, and also to give myself that needed space to process with the understanding that I'm just at the tip of the iceberg when it comes to that. And it'll never be the same. But I think over time, I'll learn to live with this and I'll get better at it. But I'll always miss my father. I love you. Dad, I know you're watching over me. And I mean, I got the baddest guardian angel. (laughs) If anybody knew anything about my father, those that did, you knew what type of man he, he was. And so I'm grateful to have this man now watching over me in heaven. And I want to dedicate this episode to my father, James. I love you. You mean the world to me. I will continue to honor you. I will continue to make you proud. I will continue to be the son that you raised me to be. And I love you. And you know what? I'm really grateful that we got to spend some quality time together. And I'll never forget the one of the last conversations that we had was my father affirming me, telling me that he loves me no matter what anyone thinks about me. Because I got into a little tiff <laughs> with a family member about being gay. My father went off, <laughs> told them not to fuck with me. He cussed them out and then called me and was like, look, son, I love you. Don't 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 be paying attention to what nobody says about you. I love you. And you're my son. And you mean the world to me, no matter who you no matter what gay, straight, it doesn't even matter. And I have that. I can I I'm it feels really good to know that I have that peace that I can take with me, knowing that that was one of our last conversations where my father acknowledged me and saw me and loved me unconditionally. Let me know he'll beat anybody's ass for disrespecting me. That's what I'm going to take with me. Respecting myself as my father did and making sure the world demanding respect from the world the way that my father did. I'm hung up. I'm also hung up on a few tweets. Daddy Dom says, sometimes peace requires you to be quiet even when you're right. Sometimes peace requires you to be quiet even when you're right. Be howling and screaming, sweating, and and blood pressure high talking to a brick wall. Somebody who just they not going to get it. They don't want to get it. They don't want to receive it. And sometimes you just got to be quiet. And that's how you get your peace. Also, you have to know when and how to conserve your energy. You know, we've, we've heard a lot growing up, the battle was not yours. But it's not really until you go through life and experience a few things that you learn where you need to direct your energy. Right, And that changes over time, depending on what your priorities are, depending on what's going on in your life, that may shift. But I think that just comes with being in tune with yourself and putting yourself first and prioritizing yourself. That way, you know what you need. Another tweet, Dana White. What's up, Dana? Dana tweeted, black gay mayor of nearby Hyattsville, Maryland, Kevin Ward appears to have taken his own life at 44. My condolences to his family, colleagues, and friends. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-TALK. Rest in peace to Mr. Kevin Ward and send in love and condolences to his husband, their two sons, and to their family. According to Metro Weekly... 
Kevin Ward was remembered by Maryland political leaders as a dedicated, thoughtful, and fiercely compassionate public servant. Ward and his husband, who were raising two sons together, moved to Hyattsville in 2014. He worked as a consultant in educational technology and human services technology and was first elected to office in 2015 as one of two Ward 1 council members. His memory and his legacy will live on through all the people and the lives that he touched. What else am I hung up on? Riri is expecting her first child with rapper ASAP Rocky. Riri pulled her stomach out, pulled that belly out of that pink jacket, and y'all lost y'all damn minds. <laughs> but some of the memes are funny. Um, I think the funniest one I've seen so far is the meme of the, the, it's like a lady, she's like smacking this little kid while he's like trying to run away. She got her glasses on and she's wearing like a, a blue little coat or jacket or whatever and she got on the white pumps y'all know which one i'm talking about someone captioned that and said brianna on the red carpet in seven years yo (laughs) i'm hung up so let's go ahead and get into this week's episode trey real is back podcast host and youtube vlogger trey real joined me on the last episode episode 417 not your typical DL combo. And we really talked about the root of DL culture and where it came from and how we can address it and how we can communicate better about it within our community. We didn't want it to be another outing conversation. You know, you go on YouTube or you listen to some of these other podcasts that talk about DL culture. A lot of it is how do you spot a man who might be DL or girl? Let me let me tell you how you can tell if your man might be gay or DL. We didn't want to do that. We really wanted to take this from a different approach. And you all really appreciated that. And you had some questions. And we sit down and we answer those in this episode. So I hope you enjoy. What's up, Hunger family? Welcome back to the show. YouTube vlogger, Upfront with Trey Real, and... VC Boy. VC Boy. And podcast host. What's the name of your podcast, Trey? Upfront. Up, so you... <laughs> <laughs> the girl's creating a brand. <laughs> you see the consistency, y'all? <laughs> That's it. Welcome back to the show, Trey Real. Thank you for coming back to do a part two. Oh my God, thank you for having me. Thank the people had questions. <laughs> so Let's... I asked and you said, hell yeah, bitch. Like, yeah. let's do this. So I really appreciate you for agreeing. Let's see if we can get them some answers. And we'll... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure we will, we will deliver now. Okay. If, that part. <laughs> if, if what we deliver will be accepted. I mean, at the end of the day, we are not experts. But I mean, we no, kind of are. Time. I mean... In the terms of, you know, just talking about things. You know, um, <laughs> this is a like, society and culture podcast. It's kind of like um, Microsoft <laughs> Office Suite. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a beginner, <laughs> intermediate, <laughs> advanced, yeah. or expert? And it's not that you've taken any classes yeah. <laughs> right. and got any certifications. Yeah. yeah. But it's more about but you have the receipt. your experience. Exactly. I think um, the work speaks for itself. I would consider myself an expert. Absolutely. At this at this time. The know? body of work is there. Absolutely. The receipts yes. are there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Cheers to receipts. To receipts. <laughs> Trey. Mm. Y'all, he got me back up on it. <laughs> and trust, when he asked, I did not hesitate. He said, you want that maker's? I was like, yes, please. Yeah, I'm going light. Um, just some Prosecco. You know. Mm-hmm. That's it. A little bubbly. Nothing crazy. Yeah. So, how you doing, Trey? It's been like, I don't know, a week. I'm doing good. Since I saw you. Um, 
Yeah. Or just a few days, because I was just over here not too long ago. <laughs> Good. Good. You're it's good. winter. Um, it's cold I stay in the house. It's cold. So I'm good. And as long as I'm in the house, I'm good. This is my sanctuary. This is my everything. I don't even go leave out the house to go grocery shopping. I use Instacart. I want y'all to pay me for that plug to Instacart. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. What do you keep the thermostat on? Um, Typically... 73. It's nice. Yeah, 73. I'm a really believer in walking around um, comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. I have on my T-shirt mm-hmm. and drawers, and that's how I walk around the house. Like, I posted a picture of me um, on Instagram the other day. Like, um, please show you um, a picture of your gay little self. Yes. Um, and I literally was on my dad's couch with a white, a oversized wife beater in my underwear. So and you was doing this since day one. Since day one, I'm the same person. <laughs> I'm the same exact person. Are you like trying to be a nudist? No, not at all. I'm so against that. Really? Yeah, I'm completely against that. But you want to be comfortable though. But I want to be comfortable. Gotcha. I yeah. just want to make sure you're not a budding nudist because listen, the Hunger Podcast, we can help. No, we are can you a nudist? You discuss- no. Okay, I, I'm totally no. not, I'm not here for it. And I hate friends that go to the nude beach together. You? And be nude, Why you nude. hate them though? Because you're not going? No, because I think it's, um. there's an invisible wall, uh-huh. I think, that in- exists between um, your friend mm-hmm. and your friend's lover or partner. And when you go into nudity, that invisible wall gets weakened. Okay. I see what you're saying. So you feel like if you see me nude... Bitch, you gonna want this body. <laughs> <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> and I might want to give it to you. So in order for me to... Not even keep the, cross that. Keep the boys from my milkshake. Bring all the niggas to the yard. <laughs> you said I'm doing this for you. Yeah, like how I'm on. trying to save souls out here. Yes, like <laughs> shit. For real. I've been to the new beach in my life. I can count on one hand, um, maybe twice. So now, I was not new though. Yeah, I went twice. Did you go to um the one in Miami or the one here? The one in Jersey, rather in Jersey. Okay, I've never been to that one, but I went to the one um, a couple of times in Miami. Like every time I go to Miami, the group always wants to go to the new beach. The girls love to be free and clear. I don't think they want to be free and clear. I think they just want to see everybody motherfucking um, good and plenty. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, it's like let's just bring Jack here. Like let's be realistic. <laughs> if I go to the new beach, I'm looking at your assets. I mean, I don't know. I feel like maybe some people get something out of it other than who's your celebrity crush who's my celebrity crush Mm -hmm. my celebrity crush is um reggie yates he's an international journalist from the uk black guy fade well if we take this guy and you're at the nude beach yeah he walks by nude (laughs) Uh, really this extreme what are you gonna my crush what are you looking at my Oh my god, he has beautiful teeth. No, nigga. My fucking crush. Yeah, what you looking at? The, the chances of that happening. That dick and ass. I mean, if he walks by, absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. Who wants to look but at the old not, people that, that's at the but beach? But that's like one in a million. If you find an attractive guy, if you see an attractive guy at mm-hmm. the new beach, you're going to look at his assets. Yeah. The reason why you're not looking at the other people because you have no attraction. But is it yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, right? If everybody's at the new beach and like Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what just what I'm saying. But I People... think it is like if you sit in there getting off and getting like an erection oh, I think so. I think or masturbating, that's too much. I think that's like you I think some people do. I think there's a line. I mean, at some point that, I mean... I don't want to see it at the beach. I mean, I don't want to see my friends. When you go to the beach, you want to enjoy the beach. The sand in your toes, the sun on your back. Guys, You're not trying to see I'm not worried swinging. about these dicks swinging all around me. At least at the beach. Yeah. Well, there's a time oh, and a place. God. Okay? Yeah. Because let's... let's uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything must be done in decency and in order. There's a time and a place. And listen, I appreciate you when you... Listen, someone can be clear with a boundary. 
but also mm-hmm. understand where that comes from. So I have a friend. <laughs> I have a friend. Some friends. They have these like um, new parties at their house and stuff. Like, oh. I want to go. You want to? I want to go, but I don't want to see my friends naked. But I want to see the other people naked. I want to go be the bartender. It's such a small city, though, in a small community. You probably end up. You might see me. Shit. I want what would to you be do? at the bartender. Like, oh my god, Eric, what is, what is wrong? I'm closing my eyes. And I got my hand over my eyes. What are you doing? Get out of here. I'm at the new party. Get out of here. Oh my god, why are you here? I'm at the. I got invited. I got no. Okay. Oh my god. Don't don't send somebody else up here to get your drinks. <laughs> Got it. So you're not with that friends crossing the lines because I just had an episode no. about that where friends be, you know, what I mean, yeah. No. Yeah. And now what I hate about the gay community is most people whenever, I, oh my god, this is my best friend, and then further down the line, it's like, oh my yeah, that was like my first boyfriend. We used to mess around and we did it. How? Why y'all gotta do this? Oh, this is my gay mother. That I used to be your boyfriend. <laughs> your face. Oh, okay. I, I just don't get it. It's slim pickings, Trey. I think the um the morality code is different. It's slim pickings. The girls don't know where to go. I've just been around, I think it's because I've been around heterosexuals for the majority of my life. And I should be very distinct to say I've been around heterosexual black women. Okay. And <clears throat> the morality clause with black women is the friend thing don't mix. It's completely different. It's like Black people should be, if you think about <clears throat> black people and black women, the way they think, mm-hmm. they're, you would think that we will all be Republicans because they're so square in the box. They're vanilla in the bedroom. Like they're not trying to go outside these boxes. They're like even religion. I've heard this before. I mean, I can't speak so to it, it, but so when it comes I've, to me, I've heard some other people speak to it. Before. So when it comes to me, I'm always one. Oh, you know, this and the third. If I want to suck a nigga, suck a nigga, fuck a nigga, do all this type of shit, I would never, ever, 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 ever publicly display it. I would never talk about it publicly. I would never do these things. So you keep you keep your your man on lock. Yes. Like social media, you're one of the. You'll social never media see me post my nigga see, on social media. Are you one of the people that are like posting nigga, but face no. is hiding? I won't or, post them. Like, you know, the abstract shit that the girls love to post where his legs is out. Nope. But you can't see his upper torso. Nope. <laughs> you just, so you're just very private. I'm very private when it comes to that stuff. And it sounds like you're a little traditional too. I am very traditional. There's nothing wrong with that. Very traditional. You know, There's you come to my house, you know, that. I'm always cooking and yes. cleaning and other stuff. I pointed out I'm, all the, <laughs> yes. I'm very, very, very Absolutely. traditional. And, and like I love say, that you embrace that. Would you do a threesome with your man? Absolutely. <laughs> but would I do a threesome the in the city? y'all be asking. Would I do a threesome in the city that I live in with my man? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I would need to be on vacation with y'all him. Y'all flying out to Turks and We meet somebody. Yeah. They bring them home. There's no contact oh. information exchange or nothing. Bye. <laughs> Get away. And that's that. But these motherfuckers be in the same friends group. The waters are muddy. Let's get right into it, because this is really a part two of the last conversation we had, which, by the way, was received very well. And I think the main reason why is because we approached the conversation around DL men, around DL culture, from a totally different angle. When you Google DL men or DL mm-hmm. conversations, everybody is having the same conversation. The same conversation. You're talking about, you know, this high level conversation about DL culture, and you're also talking about how you can spot a man, like trying to call men out in terms of this is how you spot a man in case you think you're, you know, your man is DL girl, like those type of. Remember, you got something in your eye. Can I blow it out? <laughs> like, fuck out of here. <laughs> So resources, right? But we didn't want to do that. And we we took a different spin on it, a different approach on it. And to that, I just want to thank you for just being so open about how you were brought up. 
because mm-hmm. a lot of people like to project their gay as queer as experience onto other people and yeah. think that that's how they were brought into this world. And that's not always the case. You so know, I appreciated hearing your story and just how you have been intimate with other black men in your life. I, um, I think one of the hardest things as humans that we have to get over is ourselves. Is ourselves, yes. <laughs> and I think you've really begun the growth process when you can look at situations and say, um, that's not me or that's not how I think. So, but that's you and I respect you. But what we do as humans is we like to take our thought process and automatically project it on others. Just because you think like that doesn't mean someone else is going to think like that. Just yeah. because you operate like this doesn't mean the other person is going to operate like that. Twitter. And when we get there... It's the number one space. Yes. People are tweeting out their thoughts, random thoughts, random tweets. This is how I feel about shit, or this is what I'm thinking, this is what I'm feeling. And people will respond well and like challenging it. Mm-hmm. You can't challenge somebody's experience. Yeah. I mean, it's certain shit you can challenge. I get that. But in terms of like challenging, like you can't take that away from somebody. And so I, again, I appreciated yeah. you uh, for doing that. Thank you. We got some feedback from some of the people that listen to the show. Um, and, and also from some people who, you know, questions I got before the show Mm-hmm. Uh, because I had posted that, listen, we're going to sit down, we're going to have this conversation. First question, why do gay men interact with DL individuals when they know it's not going to go anywhere past sex? That is our first question. Because they want to fuck? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, at least initially, it's like we're fucking. Yeah. But then feelings can get... Well, I feelings can start coming into play, especially because this man is so masculine. But that's depending on what the man is telling you. Because bitch, you ain't gonna be blowing my fucking back if you you ain't gonna be blowing my back out as soon as you black. I I imagine lies, anything to get what they want. But you know what? But the the reality of it is, a lot of those DL men don't like. We have to really you made that point. You have to hold yourself accountable. Why are we continuous like? We want to paint the DL man as such a bad person mm. when you the one who accepted this shit. You ain't telling he ain't telling you no motherfucking lies. You know he going back to his baby mother house. You know he come over mm-hmm. here, he fuck you or get his dick sucked, pull his motherfucking pants up, wipe his dick off, and head out the motherfucking door. And text you and ask you, could you cash help him for some weed or some shit like that? <laughs> and you continue to tread down that fucking road. He didn't sell Catching you no feelings. dreams. So why do gay men interact with DL individuals when they know it's not going to go past anywhere but sex? Well, the, attention. The same reason anybody is going to, any nigga, bitch, whatever, is going to do when they find something attractive. To get what they want. They want what they fucking want. They want what want. they want. And what Beyonce, well, Beyonce, she ain't say it, but somebody, one of them rappers and somebody said, um, it ain't tricking if you got it. Bro, smooth with a bang. Yeah, lie, lie, lie. What it do, shawty? You know it ain't chicken if you got it. Chicken if you got it, what you asking? Shawty, you know that I got that cash. You don't even have to ask. Have anything you want to. Cause I can make it rain on you. Cause you know it ain't chicken if you got it. Chicken, chicken if you got it. Chicken, chicken if you got it. What you asking? So the advice from the show is if you're going to enter into a situationship with a DL nigga, Trey. My advice is do you, bitch. Because ain't nobody else going to be able to tell you shit. They ain't shit I can tell you. Because let me tell you something. I done <laughs> fucked with a few DL niggas. Quite a few. I done bought quite a few niggas some weed. <laughs> I done bought a nigga some, a pair of sneakers before. You know, but bitch, I wasn't going broke doing it. <laughs> you know, I wasn't. It ain't tricking if you got it. But you Again, did that because. That's what I wanted to do. You wanted do. to do it. 
That's what I wanted to do. You know what you're dealing with? Bitch, it don't take rocket science. You know this nigga don't fuck with niggas. And you want this nigga to keep coming back. You're going to do what you I was about to say, yeah, a little bit of that is like, look, here you go. Thank you for doing what you did. And also, I want I want to see you again. Yeah, I want, I want I want you to know that I'm good for it. Like We all done tricked off a little bit. Up. Yeah, pull the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, we all done tricked the fuck off. Let's be the fuck real. What the motherfucking shit they said? Take off the motherfucking shade. Take off the curtains, bitch. Unbridle these bitches. Be real. We all on trick. Bitches trick. Every time she want her, she want she want this new motherfucking refrigerator. She want to ask her husband. She gonna go throw some pussy on him before she asked the nigga that that she to buy the new refrigerator. Like we all been there. And whoever tell you that they have it is a motherfucking lie. It ain't tricking if you got it. Period. Now, if you sitting there going motherfucking broke, bitch, and your lights get turned <laughs> off and shit, because you want to buy this nigga a bag of motherfucking weed, you's a stupid bitch. You's a nut. You's a fucking nut. Because you ain't got it, and you tricking. Period. You're not listening. Hey, Hunga family, let's take a little short break for this week's Hung Up Thought, which is, why do dogs walk in circles before laying down? As a dog owner, it's something that I noticed a long time ago, but... Never really gave it too much thought until recently. And probably because I've been spending more time with my dog because we've been quarantining and such. I'm sure other pet owners can relate. Why do dogs turn around, circle, circle, circle before they lay down? Sometimes they even scratch the carpet or, you know, whatever they're trying to lay on. They kind of like scratch it up before they sit down. Well, according to LifeScience.com, before laying down, dogs often circle their beds or whatever they've chosen to settle in for a nap. This curious canine behavior dates back to prehistoric times when dogs literally had to make their own beds. Although domesticated dogs have adapted to living with humans and can easily be house trained, they've still retained some of their wild ancestors' survival instincts. If you're a dog owner like me and you wonder why your dog is always circling around before they sit down or lay down. Hmm. Now you know. Nature calls. You ready for this next qu- yes, question? Yes, what could help a DL person become comfortable with themselves to become not DL? Who? Well, who's to say they're not comfortable? Right. Most of them are comfortable. What, what the fuck they doing? <laughs> That's why they're doing it. Um... But I think what the person is trying to ask is how how could a DL person not be DL, build, feel comfortable in their sexuality? Sounds about right. Um, I would say it, it just comes around the environment that they um, foster. What are you surrounding yourself with? Mm-hmm. What environment are you surrounding yourself in? Um, big DL culture lies in the church. So how can you find comfort in being openly um, homosexual or bisexual when you are sitting under the leadership and doctoring of someone who's constantly telling you that this is a sin, this is abomination, you're going to hell. If you believe in the word of God, then you will not do this. You will constantly repent and you will live your life in misery and agony trying to fight off these demons because homosexuality is a demon. So if you're sitting in that environment... That keeps a lot of men in the DL culture. Yes. The church. The church. And then they then they find the, they can't, they find the comfort zone because they don't have to exude the toxic masculine culture that comes with black males because you're a church boy. So you can be not as hard. You can be a little more effeminate. Choir director. Saying? You can be a pretty boy. Nobody's going to say nothing because, oh, he's just a church boy. That is very, and as someone who has grown up in the church, I have to say it's just very interesting how it's like this blissful ignorance Mm -hmm. that has existed in the church for eons where you know that these men are gay. Yeah, They know that they're gay, but it's, you don't talk about it. You don't, you don't, you don't mention it. You don't point it out. And they continue to live this life, this, uh, and, and you, and so the last episode, which is, you know, the part two of this, where this is coming from, we kind of broke down the different kind of levels of DL culture. And some of it is these men that never, everyone knows that they're gay. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you just never hear them talk about it. Talk about it. And a lot of them, you never see them bring around a, a woman, mm-hmm. never have a girlfriend, never get married. A lot of them grow old and still kind of take on this kind of like facade that they put up yeah. 24-7. Mm-hmm. I know we're also, um, well, I remember growing up, there was a bishop married and everything. There were, um, like, yeah, his wife had to know. Why the fuck all the choir directors and all the, the, the members of the choir and stuff always hanging out at your fucking house or hanging out with your fucking husband? I think some women you know? have to know. You gotta know because he ain't hanging out, um, he not hanging out with the fucking deacons and shit. But they happy with what they're getting. They're, they're, they're content. Mm-hmm. They say, yeah. well, I'm able to say that I'm married, have this lifestyle, be the first lady, drive this car, have this house. Um, but you know where the fuck you are? And I and I'm willing, even though my man is again blissful ignorance. You know what will fuck you up though? Is this is one thing why I always say if DL men and like give these women the choice. When you just be choose to be DL, um, you take away that woman's right to choose whether she wanna be with you or not. Because most you're lying. women, but most women will stay with a man that's DL. Even they will if stay. He hasn't said it or proclaimed it. No, or... what I'm saying is if they tell it. Yeah. You most think so? Women, yes, absolutely. Andrew Gilliam. Black women. Black women. Andrew Gilliam. The young rising political star for Democrat mm-hmm. who was running for governor of Florida. He's married to a black woman with fucking kids and they have children and everything. And then all of a sudden he was found in the hotel with gay white prostitutes. Mm. And then it came out when him and his wife did the interview or whatever. His wife said, I've always known that Andrew was bisexual. Look at the screen. That's mine. And, I, and, that, and, that's, and, that's, and that's what you're going to settle for. I'm going to stick beside him. I've always known it. And the reality of it is, is when you get into a marriage and you get into a commitment and you're in a committed relationship with a woman or with a man, you should remain committed unless you and your partner discuss having an open relationship. Mm-hmm. So Period. if you're a woman, if you're with a woman and you're bisexual, because I believe that most men who are DL are bisexual. Because mm-hmm. um, you said that on the last episode. If you are with a woman, you should not be seeking to be with another woman nor another man. Exactly. And if you're with another if you're with another man, you should not be seeking to be with another man or another woman unless that's something that you and your partner have discussed. On both sides. On both sides. Yeah. So she knew that. She always knew her husband was um bisexual. You know? So it was no shock to her. Yeah. But to the world, to all of us, it was none of our fucking business. Period. Was none of our business. What they but did, but she had already known. She knew what she signed she, up for. And she stayed. And I agree with you, and Trey. And I, and I agree that if more men were honest about it, they'd be surprised. Some of these women, not we'll all, stay. but some of these women would be like, "Child, listen, let's work this out." So that's the reality of it. We can make this work for the both of us. You're openly gay. How many women want to fuck you? Listen, a lot. Of, there's been exactly so if we're openly gay <laughs> and we have women com- still throwing themselves at us why wouldn't why wouldn't we see ourselves being why couldn't we be in a relationship with a woman and be open about our attraction to men mm-hmm. and say but if i'm with you i'm gonna be committed to you unless it's just like you know what babe i don't want to be with no man Trade. i don't want to be with a man because i love the the, the softness and the fluffiness and, and the femininity of you and being with a woman and I love this and this is what I want. But every now and then, I want a motherfucking knuckle God, sandwich, God. bitch. God, God. <laughs> I want a little Duke shoe. You understand? Or I want or I want a little diggity dick. Every now and again, give it to me once a quarter. Give me a permission slip. That may never be enough. Trey. But for you. <laughs> but once you see a quarter. What I'm but no, when you have get, these conversations, I'm, I'm making jokes, right? And she it's, says it's, it's being open and having the the conversation. And she says, "Oh, you know what? Matter of fact, if you do this, you know, just I can see with you, but once a year, Labor Day weekend, you can go to Atlanta with your friends." Mm-hmm. 
and wild out. Have yourself a good You got to pass. Do you know how many motherfucking relationships will last? Because again, I, I do, I, because honesty, honesty. It's the best motherfucking policy. <laughs> when you can be honest, when you're DL, the, the foundation of it is a lie. Mm-hmm. And when, especially when you're in a relationship. Yeah. But it's, that's do, the, it's not going to end well. That's just like a DL crackhead. You're in a relationship with a motherfucker and this bitch smoking crack behind your back. That happens all the time. It's like a motherfucker who got a gambling addiction. Listen, I want to just go back real quick and just say, I, I love what you said about being in an open relationship with a woman and being open with her about the things yeah. that you find pleasure in. Because it's, it's sharing with your partner what may, where you find pleasure. And I think right. as black people, we are still struggling with that. That is a new concept for us to understand that we deserve pleasure. Yes. We deserve happiness. Yes. We deserve it. And we can start talking about it. And our relationships should be the sanctuary. It there, should be the safest place to do it. But if you're lying about it, you just ain't going it, to, it, it's, it's not going to build nothing. It's not going to manifest nothing because your foundation is false. But there's this boy, um, I think his name's like Jeff Cuts or some shit on Instagram. He was a cop in DC. Very attractive brother. Very attractive. Um, he's not that toxic masculine, mm-hmm. but he's a dude. Mm-hmm. And He's in a relationship with a girl. He does this, these that painting twist stuff, but he's in a relationship with a girl, and the girl plays on his butt all the time. Mm. She eats his butt. She fingers his butt. She pegs. I don't know if she pegged him yet or not, but I've also it's seen another up. relationship with a black couple where she be going in on this nigga ass, and it's like, whoa. Like fucking him? Like fucking the shit out of him with a yeah. strap on. Yeah. But the thing is, everybody, oh, that nigga, that nigga, that nigga, that nigga, that nigga. They're not gay. They're in a and heterosexual relationship. they don't have no attraction to a man. But the niggas want pleasure. Because, Touch that prostate, because baby. Because that booty beat. It's, it's be- something different. Oh. It's something different. Oh. Again, when we're open to, we're becoming more open to exploring our own Because a white straight man to throw his legs up, spread eagle. They've been doing than a motherfucker. it. They've been doing it. These white women have been fucking their husbands down. For long time. <laughs> a long time. And if you don't believe it's going on to the a long time, but you be porn su- hubs. And you'd be surprised <laughs> how many um how many black people are into it. Like I, I was having it. a conversation with somebody who's very close to me. Um and she was like, Yeah, you know, such and such and such. such, such. He wanted me to put his finger back there. And I'm just like, did you do it? She was like, yeah. But me, I'm like, oh my God, I never would have thought. You said, did you do it? I never would have thought. You she were was holding like, hell yeah. Seat. And I was like, what? It sounded like she liked it too. And so I think, so, but it's the dominant. Because, ooh. It's the dominant. You think yeah. about, you in a relationship again. with yeah. a man. Yeah. And this man is dominating your relationship. But then you get in the, the bedroom and you wearing him out. You had that, op- <sighs> that is such a turn on. Yes. And, Imagine what that can do for a relationship. Ooh, imagine what that can do for a black relationship. Mm. Hold it, hold it the fuck together. Hey, ba, 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 Jesus. Hey, da 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 da. All right, you, uh. re- you ready for the next question, Ooh, Trey? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This person said, "I'm looking forward to this one." Talking about our conversation, a question I have for you and your guest is: What steps can we take to create a space? where men feel comfortable enough to be themselves and not hide behind being DL. We, I think we already kind of touched on that. Yeah. It's about just the environments. I just think the whole, I, damn, the shit did we, for Did real, we not say something that we could mention? We, I just think the real, the real thing, if anybody listening to this, the one thing that I really, 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 really wish that we as a people can take away from this is if we destroy toxic masculinity sky's the limit we would be we unstoppable we winning we always talk about white supremacy but it's toxic masculinity that is killing us 
Trey. that is holding us back. If we Speak. fucking get rid of that shit, mm-hmm. white supremacy don't stand a fucking chance. Speak, Trey. Next question. I want to know why the girls keep making the trade feel like they're top tier when they make the girls feel like bottom shelf. Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is the foundation and the root of everything that's fucked up in our community. Um, But the reality of it is, is trade top tier? When you look at what we've been exposed to, we would be led to believe that trade is top tier. I take myself, if you think of, I grew up in a neighborhood or a community where we didn't have no gay district and no gay neighborhood and I didn't have representation of gay men and all of this stuff, um, but I was I hung around women. I grew up around women. Most black gay boys grow up around girls. Absolutely, I second that. And yep. if you are getting the same prize as the women, oh, you top tier. You a bad bitch. I'm pulling the same shit that the girls is pulling. I hang around nothing but bad bitches. And these niggas that want the bad bitches want me. So in your mind, you think that's top tier because that's all you know. Until you get exposure to gay community and gay life and being out. Um, and you <clears> see there's so much and out there. Like there. So much And more. there's so much of... Oh my God, what it's like to go to the movies with my boyfriend. You know, then you realize a butch queen to is hold top tier. Hand while you walking down the street. Yes, and you realize how oppressed yes. that you have been with trade. Honey, trade is about to be gone. Trade is fading away. Fade is it's fading. Fade on. The girls don't want trade. They want to fuck trade. Because of the masculinity, mm-hmm. but the, tra- the, the but the but the girls want to be booed up with a butch queen, a badass butch queen too. Butch queens are in. Shout out to the butch queens. Shout out to the Team motherfucking butch, butch, queens. butch queens. Yes. Team motherfucking Shout butch queens. Shout out to the butch queens, bitch. <sighs> you want a badass motherfucking butch queen that when y'all both step in the motherfucking room, all the motherfucking heads is turning. Like, what's up? Well, y'all got two badass bush queens sitting right the fuck here. And I know that's the fuck right. You ready for the next question? She ready. It was more of a comment. This listener said, when I think when I think of DL, I specifically think of men on the low who date and sleep with women but have sexual proclivities for other men but afraid to admit that. So DL makes me think of men who lie to women and the men they sleep with. DL makes me think of dishonesty. I think of men who say they are discreet, just like their privacy, and perhaps they aren't necessarily out, but have a small group of people who know that they are attracted to men and sleep with them. So this person was just kind of trying to differentiate between DL and discreet. Kind of like what we did in the last episode, for sure. I can see that. Um... Because there is a big difference. And there are a lot of queer and gay men who practice discreetness. Yes. But. Because I am one of them. Yeah. And so, okay, talk, can you talk about that? Give us an example of how you practice discreetness. I practice my discreetness for one. You'll never see me post um, the person I'm dealing with period. on my social media. So that was one. We already talked about that. Give us another yeah. track. Um, <laughs> I don't like to have. Gay people all in my nigga face, and all in the comfort of my home. Because you can't trust these you can't genius. trust them. And I know people want to say, "Oh, but you can trust your man." Listen, honey. Listen, Linda. Yes, I can <laughs> trust my man. Just because my man is trustworthy, that don't mean that people around you are always trustworthy, and it doesn't stop them from trying. Yeah, I hope I got a good one and he come and tell me if one of my so-called friends tried them, you know? Yeah. But let me ask you this, Trey. Would you feel a way if you found out that your man was having friendly conversation with one of your friends? Like they had exchanged phone numbers and you didn't know about it, but you found about you found out about it after the fact. Friendly conversation, but they had exchanged numbers. And they talk regularly. That's that's very difficult. Um, and the reason why I say that's difficult, let me explain it to you like this. Um, 
being gay, we're in a different box than, let's say, a heterosexual couple. A heterosexual couple is a man and a woman. So the woman friends usually are female, and the guy's friends are usually male. And we know that male and female in the heterosexual world, those two connect. So as a woman, and me being friends with my female friends, I'm not trying to build a relationship with her men. That's with her men. That's off limits. So my relationship with her men is only through her. But when you enter into the gay lifestyle, we're all men. We hang with each other. So you really can't differentiate. Mm -hmm. Is this a genuine plutonic interest of a relationship or does this person have an ulterior motive and attraction to my dude? And sometimes you just want to put that up for me when it comes down to my friends and their dates. I have an invisible wall because I don't want anything to ever be misconstrued. Mm -hmm. Just because your dude asked me to get up and fix him a drink and I get up and fix him a drink, that don't mean I want your dude. But in some cases, that person may like your dude. But how do you but know? But if I'm sitting there, I would rather be that person that go get my man his drink. Matter of fact, I'm going to already have it. Right. But if we're all friends and we're all cool and you're getting up to go and your friend is getting up to go get the drink and your dude's like, yo, can you get me one? Instead of asking you to get it, what makes you think that it's ill-intended? You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's really hard. So, And then you try not to look into little stuff like that because then you can go nuts. Right. So for me, to go back to the, the question, um, I think it's off limits. I don't try to build relationships and exchange numbers with... Um, my friends, especially if they don't know partners, yeah, yeah, especially if they don't know, then that is something a whole nother situation there because I'm tearing the house up, I'm tearing you up, and I'm tearing that friend up. <laughs> yes, the first you started with the house, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yes, I just think that I, I just think it's no, mm -hmm. even though your intent may be all well, it's just a place. Y'all taking notes. Not to find yourself in. Don't do Don't it. Don't put yourself in a situation Don't that could do become it. a situation. It could be you could be drug out in the street by your hair. I'm trying to tell you. If you don't have no hair by your neck, be careful. I've had bitches with hair bursts. Oh. And I'm not talking about the flat side. I'm talking about the claws. That's you itching for homicide? Like what are we? Claws. <laughs> Off Lord have mercy. No. Off fucking limits. Listen, y'all, do not end up on the first 48. You ready for our last question? Fuck first 48. End up on Snap. Because <laughs> it's going to be 10 minutes. <laughs> Less than 10 minutes. Snap. Snap. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Well, we might have two. Let's see. This person, because this person asked two. I see two question marks. <laughs> so we'll see. The first one. Is there still a thin line between DL and discreet? I think so. Because you can be so discreet to the point where, nigga, you might as well call yourself DL. You giving DL. You giving DL energy. You giving DL symptoms, nigga. You might as well be DL, depending on, because there's so many levels to discreet. Mm -hmm. You can be a discreet on a level one. You can be a discreet on a level 10. And I feel like if you are around at nine ten, mm -hmm. you you yes, the line is thin between discreet and DL when it's that extreme. Okay, because I'm trying not to generalize. Okay, what are your thoughts, Trey? I think um, the line is thin, and I'll just sum it up and say the line is thin because the difference in DL and discreet is intent. Discreet, your intent is just not to broadcast your business. DL, not to hide who you are. Right. DL, the intent is to completely hide. Let me ask you this How many DL men out there do you think want to self disclose? <laughs> want to come out? Or have you, you ever been with someone who shared with you like yo i really i really want to be like you i really want to be out yes and, and live my truth and you you inspire me 
Yes. I, I've heard that before from a guy. Like, they see us and we're living and we, we're walking our truth. You know, we have we even, you know, the rainbow flag down Broad Street. Yeah. But we are who we are. Mm-hmm. Again, it goes and back. And we stand in that. And I think that turns a lot of men on, especially men who haven't gotten to that level of self-actualization yet, who desire that. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Um, I would also say that the root of it, again, is toxic masculine culture. Mm-hmm. They don't do it because of the environment that they're in. And the fear of being judged. You said if we can break that toxic masculinity down, we would be unstoppable. And upward. Yes, yes. Unstoppable. So the second part of his question was, does today's society, or I guess he's saying, is today's society more inclusive, accepting attitude toward LGBTQIA spark more curiosity and in turn create more DL men. So I guess they're saying like, are the doors opening? I get it. No, absolutely not. Um, One thing that we have to look at is um, when they ask this question, they said society. Society is doing one thing and the black community is still at a standstill. Yeah, because we were in shackles for 400 years. And And I think, and I'm so glad you said that. We forget, people forget especially white people. People forget we were in shackles yeah. for 400 fucking years. We're, we're the fuck behind yeah. in a lot of fucking things. Mm-hmm. And we just haven't made the strides to change um, things in our own community. So while society, mainstream society is moving on and they're becoming inclusive, the black community still has not gotten there. We haven't gotten there. So... Um, and what do you think is b- beyond toxic masculinity? What else is holding the black community back from getting there? Religion. Yeah. What else, Trey? To me, those are. If we can, if we um, can deal with toxic masculinity and religion, we on the, we on we on to something. Yeah, I, I think those two are the two main driving factors. Agreed. Um, that's really holding our community back as a whole. Um, And one other thing, um, and this is just not being with gay, but just the black community as a whole, is what's holding us back is not elevating black women to Mm. the height that they need to be elevated in in our communities. The black woman needs to be elevated to the top the totem totem pole the very top and let her lead no one above her top no one above her like that top let her lead yes if that happens we will begin to see things change 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 mm. change thing change and that yes. then still ties back into the toxic masculine culture yeah it's gonna take men to have to humble themselves and be okay with having a woman lead and being okay to say, you know what? She's stronger. A lot of them are. Listen, if we're being honest, a lot of them are breadwinners. Yes. Let's keep it real, black men. A lot of these women are stepping into these positions. Yes. And they're leading and they're bringing home the fucking check. Mm-hmm. And they're taking care of the family and they holding everyone on their shoulders. And it's it's about time that we show up for them. Yes, and it has to be, and we have to be okay with letting them lead. Yeah. And letting them be. But let them lead with support and love and nurturing. Yes. We gotta stop letting them lead with the bare minimum. Holding on to nothing. Mm -hmm. And where are we? Yeah. And a lot of y'all black men, while y'all crucifying us gay men, we're the ones showing up for the straight, but we're the ones, we're the ones answering the phone calls, the text, and being there for her. Child, we the we are the boyfriends, we are the babysitters, we are um their the motivators. Support. Yes. We are <laughs> everything. We are the fathers to we're your doing children. The hair. Yes, black men. Get rid of Building this toxic that confidence. masculine shit. Whew. 
Child, this is a whole nother show right there. But you draw some jewels, and I really hope y'all were taking <laughs> notes because I know I was. Just how we can move forward. This was such a motivational and aspirational conversation. Yes. Thank you again for dialing yeah. in to the Hunger Podcast. Before we leave, is there anything you want to leave? Anything you want to say to the listeners? Yes. If there are any straight men out there listening, this is to you. Gay black men and black women are fighting for you. We love you. The police is not concerned about my black gay ass. The police is concerned with your toxic masculine ass. So when we go out there and we beat the pavement marching and at all these rallies, we're doing it for you. Show up for those that are showing up for you. That's it. Show up for the people who are showing up for you. That hit me right here. It's the truth. It's the truth. This was another episode of the Hunger Podcast. Trey Real, before we end, please remind the people where they can find you on social media and how we can support you. Yes. Um, please, 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 please log into YouTube and subscribe to Upfront with Trey Real and Feasty Boy. That's Trey Real, T-R-E-R-E-A-L, and Feasty Boy, F-E-E-S-E-Y-B-O-Y. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Trey Real. That's T-R-E-R-E-A-L. And you can find me chefing it up on TikTok at Trey Real 3. That's T-R-E-R-E-A-L and the number three. You blowing up on TikTok. <laughs> your culinary skills. And you posted some videos on your Insta. Thank you. Yes. Y'all, if you're not on TikTok, check out his Insta for sure because he is posting some of those videos. <laughs> I just love you for being here again. Thank you for having I'm me. I'm hung up. Thank you. Oh, I kind of had an idea. I'm like, damn, we should do like a series. <laughs> and the series is called Dear Straight Black Man. Oh my God, that would be so fucking Bomb. Like, as you were, like, concluding and closing this conversation out, it just hit me. Like, we need to do a series. It's going to be called Dear Black Straight Man. Yeah. That would be so Because we, are, we, are, we need to talk. Yeah. Have some women on, too. Yes. Absolutely. Because yeah. they're a big part of this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Love it. Yes. I'm hung up. Thank you, Trey. Thank you. Now, you going to um, put something in this frying pan or what? Yeah, I'm about to whip this up real quick. Look at quick. these bags yeah. over here. Let me, let me close set. this out, y'all, because <laughs> it's groceries over here. And I'm I'm a little hangry. So Not not hangry. I'm sorry, because that's when you're angry. I'm, I'm far from that. I'm so full right now. But I am hungry. And Trey be cooking. And I just really appreciate and love him. I will see y'all next week. Peace. Hey, Hunga family, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Hunga Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Cole, and that was Trey Real. Trey, thank you again for stopping by. I'm Hung Up, and like I said at the end of that interview, I'm looking forward to working with you again. Be sure to follow this podcast on your favorite podcasting platform and find me on Instagram or Facebook by searching at Hunga Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Thank you for listening, and I'll see y'all next week. Peace. If you're a fan of my Aquarius album, make some noise. I was thinking to myself, but I was standing at the body over me that I don't need nobody else. You don't need nobody else.